Welcome to The Architects. I'm Dave Sharp, your host. And on this episode, we're going to be talking to Lauren Lee from Sasala, a really, really cool interior design studio in Melbourne, Australia. But before we get to the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. It's me and my business, Vanity Projects. We're a marketing agency for architects, interior designers and creative studios. I think it's kind of weird to be your own sponsor, but someone has to sponsor this podcast and it might as well be us. So I want to quickly talk to you about blogging. If you are an architect, designer, anything, you need a blog. If you're trying to establish credibility, trust, and also, you know, a lot of times we talk about things like amplification of Instagram posts and Facebook ads and, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do to actually get your project noticed. And a lot of the time that's ultimately about sharing projects of your, you know, sharing photos of your project. But what about you, the designer, the leader, the person who's meant to have all the ideas and the person that ultimately, you know, the client is paying to for what, for what you have going on inside your head? And how are we going to communicate what's inside your head? You know, really, how are we going to do that? The best way to do it is a blog. And typically, they're really hard and they don't work. So we have a service to fix all of that. What we're going to do is stand with you for a 15 to 20 minute interview and we're going to ask the hard hitting questions about what's going on in your business, what's going on in design, things you're noticing, things you're seeing, the sort of stuff that people want to know about. And from that, our team of copywriters is going to extrapolate an incredibly good blog post that you can share to your email newsletter or you can put it on your website or put it on LinkedIn or link to it on Instagram. And the idea is that the people that read this, they're going to get deeply interested in what you have to say. They're going to want to talk to you and it just converts so much better than just your, you know, your, your average website with a bit of copy and a bunch of photos. Really, it's that deeper level that makes someone think, wow, they are impressive. They do have some ideas. And that is obviously a lot of pressure, but it's our job to find out what you know and find out what's interesting about the things you have to say. And then combine that with strategic ideas around what blog posts does the world need? And also how do we promote these incredible blog posts? So if you've felt like you need to put out more content that's going to establish you as a leader and it's going to have less tire kickers coming to your door and not really getting what you're about, you want people to understand what you do, then come and talk to us about how we can set up a blog for your studio and do a post fortnightly or monthly. And trust me, you're going to like putting out that kind of content. You're going to get some crazy feedback. So that is it for the show. One last thing, go to the iTunes store. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give us some encouragement by leaving a five-star review. It really, really helps us out. We're currently ranking on the iTunes charts, but we need, we need more credibility. We need more social proof. We're only a few episodes in, but we'd absolutely appreciate it if you could leave us a review. So please go and do that if you have a few minutes. But that is it. Let's get to the show with Lauren Lee of Sisala. Her and her partner, Phil, have basically created this really, really cool studio. But the design is going great. But they have the enthusiasm to try new things, try different stuff. So we start off this conversation by talking about some group workshops that Sasala are going to be running in the near future. Please enjoy. I'm just exploring a new direction a little mm. bit mm. just because I've found that there is um, there's a need for it. And I've had people contact me mm. wanting just advice here and there. They don't want the full service. They're actually enjoying it themselves. They're enjoying like looking at the finishes and looking at the different tiles. So they've done a bit of it themselves or they're halfway through a project. So they don't need the full service. Mm. 
So when I sort of tell them, well, that's what I do. I do the full service. I want to get to know, you know, your family, your lifestyle, so I can create like a beautiful tailored response to that. Mm. They're like, I get that, but I don't need that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I've had to say no. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't want to say no because they seem so nice. And, and also really like, what do them. they go and do after that you've said no to them? What's their well, option? Do they end up just sort I, of spinning their wheels and they get, not really... They're really confused. So... Mm. You know, they've got um, about 5,000 images on Pinterest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which confuses even yeah. more. Yeah. Um, they have got advice from all their friends, their family, the builder. Um, they don't know what to choose. Mm. Um, they probably have had to choose something in a hurry. Mm. Um, and they just want um, some advice. They want a sounding board. Sometimes they just want me to say, yes, that's going to look great. <laughs> Totally. But, you know, I'm like, well, I don't really, pro- I don't do that. I do yeah. interior design and that doesn't really satisfy yeah. me. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, well, how can I, how can I help them on their journey? If they come to a point where they just need that help or they need to know what to do next, hmm. um, how can I help them? So we, we looked at a whole lot of different ideas. Um, and what I really enjoy is talking about interior design because I've been teaching. Mm. Um, and I, I had to give up teaching because the business was just getting too busy, yes. which is good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we kind of come up with this idea of doing studio sessions. Mm. So it's like a workshop slash consultation. So they get their airtime as mm. well. So we thought we would decorate the studio like a house so they can come in and they can see how to style up a mantelpiece or see how to, you know, some ideas and, Mm. you know, touch and feel and just feel atmosphere and, you know, get really excited about colour and all those things and it's not so scary. See, like, we've painted this room pink or whatever, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that was kind of the idea. So hopefully, you know, they'll get what they need out of it and I'll... Also will because I'll find it like a really fun day. Oh, that'll be so fun! Yeah, just really fun. And Mm. also, I've I've noticed this a lot that there isn't a solution for when someone is genuinely like disqualified to work with you, like when they're not looking for your full service. I haven't come across a lot of viable alternatives for that situation where you you still want to you still want to help them. They want to use your services in some capacity, but they just. It's just like the service offering just isn't the right fit for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's really cool to come from that education, like teaching place. Yeah. And be able to use that skill set. Yeah. And practically do the same thing, but actually like kind of turn it into your own thing that you do. Yeah. And I'm trying to give them what they want. So I'm not mm. just teaching... This is the elements and principles of design, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's what, that's the stuff that you learn at yeah. like, you know, higher education, but yeah. they don't want that. They, they just, just want to know practical. what color to paint their lounge room or what bench top they should use if marble's okay or what else is there. Like they just mm. want to know those mm. kind of real specific things. I've seen that on house as well. So when I start looking at um, architects, interior designers mm. on house, I'm always interested what kind of comments and feedback do they get? And a lot of the time I'm actually looking at the questions mm. and all of the time is what range hood is that? Yeah. What, what floor tile is that? What type of cabinet did you use there? Yeah. And every time I feel so bad because I see the designer responding going, would be happy to discuss this if yeah. you contacted us in the studio so that we could work on your project. Yeah. They're, ne- they're never yeah. like forthcoming with yeah. that really light touch advice. Yeah. So it's, yeah. 
it's cool to be able to go to those people and go, hey, you, you know, there's good questions. We've got a whole bunch of options. So why don't you come into one of these workshops that we run? Mm. That's so cool. I hope so. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I've had a good response so far. So, so what have you been doing with it so far? Has it? Have you already had some groups of people? Um, well, <laughs> we're just laughing because we're sitting at a table with no chairs. So I have a table. We haven't got chairs yet. <laughs> so chairs are holding you back from this new... <laughs> Pretty <like>. much. <laughs> um, so um, I've, I guess so far all we've been doing is talking about it. Mm. So I've been making... Um, I get, yeah, as I said before, I get people contact me every now and then, yeah. um, you know, wanting help with their renovation or whatever. Um, and I tell them about my fees. I tell them about these, you know, studio sessions that I want to start and mm. they're really keen. Mm. They want to sign up, but we're just being so busy with our business <laughs> and our clients mm. that we haven't had the chance to set up the space properly. Yeah. And we just want to get it right before yeah. we get started yeah. So, yeah is it sort of like you want to get it to this level of execution and polish that you feel properly represents exactly. like the way you work in general yeah. like it, it's just yeah. like a you don't want to come across kind of quickly thrown together or, or something like that yeah. like I, I don't yeah. know it's like yeah. And also, I mean, you're going to be charging people money to, to kind of attend these things and work with them, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We want to, um, we want the space to look great. Yeah. We want it to represent our brand. So mm. we don't want it to cheapen our brand. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, so we want to be careful with that. So we've been mm. looking at other precedents out there and how they have marketed their sort of workshops in mm. a way that I don't think cheapens their brand, yeah. but work alongside it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also been setting up um collaborations so we're looking at collaborating with paint company um Mm. we're looking at maybe a rug company we've got artists coming in gonna you know show their work in the space Mm. i want to make it a space that they're really happy to put their work into so yeah Yeah. i mean it would be like easy just to go to ikea this afternoon grab a couple of chairs off we go (laughs) a couple of folding chairs a trestle table from bunnings and go hey guys we're having an interior design workshop (laughs) don't look at any of this as an example of what we represent (laughs) exactly yeah it wouldn't really yeah exactly Exactly. so it it would Mm. it's it's funny there there is no room for sort of um like even just unconsciously it needs to be almost like what you're advocating for for them Mm. they're looking for that sort of leadership it's really that's interesting i mean when we did a sort of similar project called meet brief where the idea was that it's not so much about um larger kind of group workshops but the idea that you could just make it very accessible to book a consultation with a designer for an hour and actually pay for it and and have the kind of quid pro quo that you're going to get value and help with your project. You're not just going to get kind of negotiated into becoming a client. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what we always felt was that just the coolness of the studio environment is in itself a bit of a lure to, to people who come into these kind of eclectic environments that have samples and, and I'm looking at chairs and magazines and, and kind yeah. of cool things. Yeah. And it's actually sometimes it being a little bit, a little bit emptier and hap- and sort of haphazard that could actually really be enjoyable. And yeah, I think, because yeah. um, I, I sort of, the other types of businesses that I imagine that would do this kind of thing would be like Brickworks and these different mm. showrooms and that they would be bringing this program into themselves. 
So are there other programs that you've come across that um, offer that kind of stuff? Well, I guess like mentioning Brickworks, they have yeah. such good events, don't they? Oh. They're fantastic events. Delicious events. Yeah, catering is <laughs> pretty catering, top notch. Yeah. Like, it's a dinner. <laughs> yeah, you're going there for the nicest night of your month at <laughs> Brickworks. They're really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess for us, we've been looking um, you know, at precedents like... Um, the school by Megan Morton so she's a stylist um, and she also has these workshops yeah. and they're quite extensive yeah. so she does her own but she also has other people alongside and I think the way that she's done those it still like works alongside her brand mm. pretty well mm. um, I've attended like a lot of workshops and stuff as well in the past mm. um, you know international ones and you know, Abigail Laherne, who's a decorator from the UK, she came out recently. I've seen her workshops before. Mm. So I kind of, I, I don't want my workshops to be just to sit and listen. Mm. Um, and yeah, you mentioned like with, with having samples. So all of our samples are going to be in this room and all of it is accessible. So, you know, anything that I use in my projects, yeah, these people, I like to call them my clients, that will yes. be coming in for these yeah. workshops. Yeah will have access to all of my stuff mm. so i like to share mm. i don't that's why like i like to do these kind yeah, of things as exactly because well. i'm just like hey dave's fantastic i'm using him i'm not afraid to like yeah it's not my little secret like yeah cool this is what we're doing um you try it too mm. this is you know these are these samples i'm using this great material i've just found let me yeah. show everyone it's yeah. fantastic yeah like, totally you know that's where i'm coming from as well because yeah. i like to share like yeah. everyone's yeah. got the internet so you're not mm-hmm. the only one exactly you know? exactly <laughs> so that's yeah that's also nice to do and i found that when you do that um it ends up making people so guilty <laughs> all, the, mm. all the like all the kind of value that you're giving them and sharing with them. Yeah. That yeah. It, it always kind of karmas back to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's my karma coming yeah. back to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, have, I, I follow the same approach, which is just sharing where possible, not yeah. worrying too much about. Now, I think like the the tactical side of well, what's is it worth my while is like just the wrong mm. way to think sometimes yeah, there's room for everyone yeah in absolutely the industry, so yeah you find your little spot and yeah, totally you'll be fine i've really been thinking that like we've been having this idea that if you're a designer you should actually sell your specification like download basically a package of the products that I used in the photos that you're kind of idolizing on my website right now Yeah, you know like (laughs) to almost be like here's all the choices we made all the information about all of them this is where you go to get them and like making that an actual resource for people or at least something that they would download in exchange for joining your mailing list or something like that that's a good idea well we kind of looked at when we were having these inquiries when people wanted just our advice not the full service kind Mm. of thing we actually looked at packages, furniture packages, but um, I yeah. just don't know if that would really work because everybody would like that, but this size or can't yeah, have that this, in that size. And then you this, start customizing it, and I don't know. And I really love that customization. Like yeah, I really loved, love learning about the client yeah. and all of that. But um, I guess yeah, what you're sort of saying as well, an image that you can shop from. Mm. That is one mm. avenue that we want to go down. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So we want to photograph the space, make it look lovely and if you like that you can hover over the image and a little icon will come up and you can click on that and that will just lead you to our store and you can 
I'm super curious how that works um, because I think the whole thing works fantastically if you're able to actually sell, like, let's say, chair. Chair that's in a beautiful photo that you did for a a residential client. Yeah. You've got this fantastic photo that's maybe been seen like 50,000 times on Pinterest and house and then ultimately everyone's looking at it on your website and they scroll over it and they see these little dots or these numbers Mm. like similar to a fashion blog or something like that. Then they get sent to your store for that product. Now that product is there as like an e-commerce. They could potentially just buy it through your website. Would that... Would that kind of work to the extent that the people who actually sell that product that you source it from? I mean, you wouldn't be hot, you wouldn't be warehousing those products here, would you? It'd just be kind of connecting the dots and going, okay, someone has ordered this through our site. Here's their details. You know, yeah. send it to them. Is that how would it work with these stores that you can't then actually? buy from online anyway it would be seem, well, it would seem to be quite a lot of work to i don't know <laughs> cool that's what we're working out yeah because i yeah. mean as i said before everyone's got the internet yeah so let's make a screenshot yeah. of that chair and mm. where else can i find it cheaper mm. you know that's mm. what people do these mm. days there's mm. nothing wrong with that as yeah well because yeah. i don't own that chair yeah like yeah. if you want to shop around you can shop around mm. but i guess um, you know that's why we thought it'd be nice to have a bit of a physical space mm. so people could come in and see see that chair sit on that chair mm. but I don't want to be off the street retailer either yeah <laughs> so we're sort of in between like we, we don't want to just have an online shop maybe the images maybe people won't shop from the images that much maybe that will bring them to the space mm. to see mm. the chair mm. and how nice it looks with the lamp next to it and how those pieces work well with the wall color like mm. it's the combination maybe sure. it's like on the project page i'm always to give out what does the website how does the website yeah, funnel people from yeah. this but it's like okay so they're on the project page and it goes to come and see all the colors and furniture and things that are in this mm. photo book a time to come to our yeah like what would you call it at like well that's our, what we're trying to work out our, with the name how is. like well, visitation we, we were going to call it the studio corridor. apartment because yeah. it's our studio yeah, and it's an yeah, apartment. Yeah, yeah. But Come that means it's one room. Apartment. Studio right. apartment means it's one yeah. room though. Yeah. And yeah. we've got a kitchen and a bathroom and a hallway. Mm. So then we're thinking about calling it the home concept or something like that. We're not sure. We're Listeners to the show, if you've got any ideas, uh, you know, which is mostly going to be my mum and my family, yeah. if you've got any suggestions for the name of this wonderful place where you can check out the... In physically touch and feel yeah. the interiors of multiple Sasala projects all together in one place. Um, call let in. us know. Yeah. Call it in. Waiting on your calls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I I think like maybe maybe it's difficult to actually. I I don't think it's necessarily easy to retail the product itself. Like for example. If we lived in a world where you could buy all of these objects through Amazon, for example, Mm. like this is a really good way to do e-commerce. It's where you have an affiliate link, which means that if anyone goes and price, like comparison shops that product on something like Amazon using the link that you've used to send them there, Uh, you get 5% of whatever they buy. Okay. And a lot of sort of digital internet personality people that are in any way involved in products and spaces and things will oftentimes basically create links to to recommend products it's how a lot of blogs actually finance their existence 
they okay. they talk about certain products and then if you use that link to go there then you'll get a small piece of and that the really sale works? price and that works enormously and they can track that can they track yeah absolutely so a lot of major websites have an affiliate system built in oh. and if there was a centralized and, and it's also extremely easy to do so if there was a if there was a centralized um you know supply chain group that somehow was able to gather products from all of these different companies mm. and retail them online they would very easily be able to provide you with an affiliate link that would basically allow you to affiliate sell the products from your projects off your website oh wow I don't think that we can do that right now though because a lot of mm. stores are just mm. you know we, we're just this little thing and oh. we're very independent yeah and yeah. and a lot of the time you're actually looking for very independent design so mm. it's mm. It's kind of like a tough thing to do because it may actually be that and what I was kind of alluding to is you might actually sell the information about what the products are and kind of do the research for the visitor because mm. there seems to be a lot of demand for just the information about yeah. what is being used in this project Absolutely. Um, rather than or in addition to actually selling the thing in person yeah. because what you might do is go, okay, so here's a list of the things Great, cool. But we have them all together in one place that you can come and visit as well and use it as like an almost follow-up oh. to the very initial inquiry, which may be hard to go, here's the photo, come look at everything that's in it in the studio. Mm. It's like you almost just satisfy their initial curiosity, you get their email address, and then you basically follow up to invite them into the studio or market mm. to them about one of these workshops that you run. Mm. But anyway, that's, all, yeah, kind of, really that's all kind of like speculating on it a bit. But I think something as simple as saying, here's just a, like a one-page kind of beautifully laid out pdf or or something that just show, talks about the different things that are in here yeah but then also you say afterwards but you know come and check them out here but then you also after that if they don't bite it for, at that you say well also you know you you like these products but you're a unique person you're not going to want the same things yeah. so maybe it's even about you might want a customized kind of service coming from us if you thought you were interested in that, but then realized that, you know, for your space and your life and your family, yeah. you really need something completely different. Yeah. It's, you could probably do all three, I think, but have mm. that eventual idea of them coming to you and asking for a completely unique design as being the kind of end game. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, sort of like, I don't know either. It's like, you know, on the internet, you can buy anything. So why, mm. what am I offering? that's not already available on the internet like that you can <laughs> shop around so but i guess what you're saying is it's then information it's taste yeah you can't style. you can you can't so overwhelming like, yeah what do I mean, you buy like what is it the the people that are involved at any level of e-commerce in any large company mm. are not designers no they're not they don't have the right sort of taste yeah they're yeah. they um they're able to meet like a certain demand in the market. But yeah. I think, I think eventually, um, and, and we found this on social media that like, for example, on Instagram, the accounts that do the best are weirdly the ones that just end up curating things from everybody else mm. and being like mm. a bit of a DJ, whether that's mm -hmm. uh, just, there's a million accounts like that, but they're, they're all the ones that have cracked above, you know, 50, 60,000 followers mm. upwards to half a million followers. Mm. They're basically going, yeah, we're good at we're good at picking things, yeah, and yeah. Um, that's a that's a a really unique skill 
that mm. designers have. Yeah. So ability to pick things and then it sounds so simple, yeah. but really yeah. simplifies the whole thing. But I think yeah. at least on the internet, mm. that may be the thing that we can do that no one else can do yeah. very well. Well, I guess the thing with us, we don't want to just sell stuff to our clients. Mm. You know, we don't want to just be selling stuff. Mm. What we want to do is sell an experience. Mm. I don't know how, you know, everyone says yeah. that, but it's like a feeling. Mm. So we can put together those products that create that feeling in their home. Mm. So they have that beautiful, beautiful space. So we can sell that beautiful thing mm. and their, their space. And then they can have friends over and feel happy um, you know, some of our clients have traveled a lot. Mm. So for them to have their own space, it's so great. Their mm. own house after all this time of traveling. Mm. So we're selling that feeling and that beautiful space to them. It's not just, we're not just selling products because yeah. everyone on the internet sells products. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's that taste thing, as you said. Yeah, you're mm. sort of selling that mm. thing because it, it is overwhelming. Like, well, what do you buy? Yeah. Where do you go? Everyone is just completely spoiled for choice. Yeah. And the weird thing is that that just doesn't even come down to products. That come down that comes down to designers as well. There is an mm. overwhelming mm. amount of choice when it comes to designers. Yeah, yeah. There are so many good ones. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. I think something um Warwick who was on a show a couple of episodes ago mm. was telling me he said something about you know imagine that you've got a design competition between five really really fantastic designers. Does it actually matter who wins? Because mm-hmm. everybody knows it doesn't matter for the client because the client knows they're going to get an amazing project mm-hmm. and the public's going to get an amazing project. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, yeah. it's, it doesn't yeah. really matter at the yeah. end of the day which one it yeah. is. And I think the internet has done that. It's turned that idea of, a, of a, a little competitive playing field and turned it into this grander one that everyone's involved in mm-hmm. where basically to the average person, it's very, very hard for them to know why A, B, C, D are any different from each other. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really strange. Well, I did that thing that you told me, you suggested. What was that? (laughs) Contact a client. Really? Yeah. Whoa. So So, you sort of like interviewed one of your clients. Well, yeah, we, because we were trying to work on our about page. It's about, you know, it is exactly what you were saying. How does the client know? Am I different to them down the road? Or Mm. like, they all look beautiful, these spaces that have been shot by a professional photographer Mm. and styled like, Mm. you know, they look amazing in a photo. But I guess, um, you know, I've been thinking about what you said, like what, what makes us different like Mm. what's that thing Mm. so who better to ask than a client Mm. and she wrote back like the most (laughs) lovely email Mm. um and i guess it's funnily enough it goes back to the workshop idea Mm. so i used to teach at cae which Mm. is the center of adult education Mm -hmm. and she was one of my students a long time ago i can't even really remember her because i taught that many students but i'm up there talking about the things i know Mm -hmm. not selling myself you know because i'm not there for that um and she remembered me and then when she was finally ready to build her house she contacted me Mm. so i didn't have to um sell myself no she already trusted me that i knew things Mm. (laughs) which was really amazing and i've had three fantastic clients from when i taught then years ago yeah um 
But anyway, yeah, she wrote a really great so email. Yeah. yeah, and those we haven't got around to it yet. But we're going to pick out, you know, a few of those key words that she said and put that into our about page. Yeah. Yeah. So she, her response was kind of really, it had some real insightful. It really did. Yeah. That were, was anything yeah. unexpected that kind um, of came up? That's always what I'm interested yeah. in. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm always looking for those like sort of left of center things. Like yeah. you brought me a coffee every day. Yeah. yeah. And I just knew, yeah. like, we were perfect for each other. Yeah. Like, that's... Um, she... It was um, nothing, like, shockingly, you know, huge revelation or anything. But um, she said that she just really looked forward to our meetings. Hmm. And I was like, okay, I, I didn't really know that you liked them that much. But, you know, when you're thinking about it, yeah. from her perspective, I mean, I am... I live and breathe my clients' projects. Mm. Like, I literally, like, have dreams about mm. them. Like, I'm mm. that into it. Um, I put a lot of thought into it um, and into what they want, mm. you know. So I really imagine trying to put myself in their shoes. Um, so I'm here talking about what you want. Like, mm. what a great service. We get That's to talk amazing. about you for a, yeah. a couple of hours. Yeah what you do, how you use the space, what you like, mm. and we then present you with these beautiful renders and sketches of mm. your dream mm. kitchen. That's pretty fun. That's like what's, <laughs> that's better than Disney yeah. World sometimes. Yeah. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. It's so, it, it, yeah. it, it plays on like the most hyper individualistic yeah. like yeah. self-flattery ego thing yeah. in, in the most positive kind yeah. of way that I don't yeah. think honestly a lot of people really pick up on that yeah. I always find yeah. it so funny when I talk to people who have worked with interior designers or architects and they've just told me about how much they love going to the meetings mm. and seeing something as simple as a model mm. like a little tiny like and I'm looking at going like oh, what, what yeah. a crappy model that yeah. was but they're going it blew their mind yeah, like yeah, they they, yeah. they went and showed it to all their friends at yeah, work like yeah, yeah. there's that just crazy level of excitement yeah. that is so cool so i think yeah are you going to kind of focus a bit more on that that process I sort think of so. yeah because how um, do you how do you say how do you turn something like that well, into like website copy i don't know because i don't want to be like on my front page i'm lauren and we're gonna have so much fun together i'm we're awesome. gonna have such fun meetings yeah like yeah but i think you could like extrapolate from it and go okay mm. what is it about the meetings that she found so yeah. enjoyable how did it how did it make her feel okay so she felt that way so what mm. how could we describe like mm. it, it, it's it, i don't know it might come down to some sort of freudian stuff where you actually <laughs> talk about the way your buildings are the way she actually describes the meetings so it was like you know like that's what it is like yeah. like our, our our bathrooms are like about you for like two hours you know just yeah. all about yeah. you that yeah. that time away from your day to yeah. like it, it might yeah. actually be yeah. you kind of turn it around because mm. yeah you're right taking that kind of literal approach of oh we're gonna just have such great time every week when we catch up mm. it's really like a bit it's yeah. a it's a bit weird but yeah. um I don't know that that might be getting a little bit P, a little too PR a little bit too marketing <laughs> well, to kind of try yeah. and psychology around it like that but yeah but I that, don't want to make it kind of like too much spin like you know yeah it's I don't know it's it can just be like a really it can be like a really small thing I think mm. it doesn't need mm. to be too much um too much like ad copy sometimes I think the most um high pressure sales salesperson like copy 
can actually happen a lot better in an email. Mm. I tend to prefer that, or I've sometimes found that the website can be very, can be very like cool, just very laid back and not trying to sell too much. Yeah. But if someone gets on an email follow up, like say an automated email sequence that they get after they've downloaded something off the website, then it can be very, it can be very like deep level at that point with yeah. what you actually talk about because yeah. you, they're not just scanning through your website, they're in their email inbox and that's mm. a much more private, yeah. thoughtful place. Yeah. I don't know, it all yeah. sounds a little bit crazy, but there's definitely different places for it. I think sometimes we rely on our websites to do too much. Yeah. So many different, so many different places. Like you could... I think you could even make a, like, let's say your clients are giving you feedback that the time that you spend together is like really playing to the strength of the relationship. Mm. It may even be like YouTube or podcasting is a better way to kind of, to communicate the strength to the clients than what you can get out of website copy. Never thought of that. Mm. Because some designers are just the final product and the photos are so beautiful and that's what their clients are. Maybe they get that kind of feedback. Like we just ended up with such a picture perfect house or room or whatever. And if that's the case, then it's like Instagram, 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 because that's the medium where they're playing to what their clients like the most about working with them. But if you're finding that your clients just like being in a room with you for (laughs) an hour and a half, then you go, okay, how do I recreate the sensation of someone being in a room with me for an hour and a half? And it Mm. might actually be like, Oh, we just go live on Facebook Live for an hour and a half twice a week. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so, yeah. I don't know. Something to think about. I think it's like a bit of both. Like, mm. the aesthetics, I, I really love to mm. attract clients mm. that like the things mm. that I like. That's really something that I've realized is very important. Yeah. So sometimes referrals don't work because that um, the friend of that client has totally different Totally taste. different taste, yeah. So it's surprising, yeah. but... Um, that's why Instagram's good because mm. we're we're on the same page. Mm. But yeah, then I guess from that client that I mm. mentioned that wrote this lovely email, you know, she loved the meetings. Mm. And I had a client the other day; her their daughter's ten, and she's the decision maker in the family. <laughs> she's so cute. <laughs> and when I when I got out of the car, Caitlin was there, and and she said, and the mum said, "Oh, Caitlin, she absolutely loves it when you come and visit. It's like <laughs> her favourite thing." And I was like, "That's so sweet." And I thought, "How?" Like, I hope all my clients feel like Caitlin, the 10 year old. But yeah, it's that. And the, yeah. the whole family has that energy, though. Yeah. So that's really nice. Yeah. Mm. That's so cool. I, I've, I've just been around so many studios that have had kind of lukewarm relationships with their clients where it doesn't mm. feel like it's. It sounds mm. like you're diving really deeply into their world. Like, I think so. Their <laughs> home, try. their children. Yeah. Do yeah. you ever have like meals with them or to go to that social level with it? Well, or is it always kind of Sometimes we might have formal? lunch, but it's more on the mm. go sort of thing. Mm. But um, no, it's just um, sometimes you just click with people. Mm. You know, you sort of, when you first meet them, um, you kind of get a vibe. Mm. And, you know, this is exciting. You know, as I was saying before, we're talking about your house and, mm. you know, they're excited, hopefully. Um, and, you know, you're just kind of working out um, who's who in the family what makes them tick what stuff do they like doing you know I find that really interesting yeah yeah and yeah like the 10 year old she's just like gorgeous and they're like that that particular client is just a lovely family but then so I put my my sort of walk in their shoes but then I've got you know a client who's 
been there done that and she's got adult children and she's thinking about grandkids and stuff so I sort of try to imagine what her lifestyle is as well so Mm. I kind of like that side of things and then knowing their personality their lifestyle and matching that to a space Mm. it's fun yeah Mm. I feel like that's what everyone should be doing right Mm. that should be like Mm. at the core of what everyone's Uh, doing almost although there's there's a million different ways to approach it I mean there's you know some furniture that I I kind of go to that my supplies that I go to Mm. um so every project's different but there is I guess a common thread still you know Mm. so yeah and I've got this other client 23 year old younger guy um he's building this house in Kew for his family Mm. he's a uni student I'm like oh what kind of stuff do you like he likes Iron Man I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) so I have to sort of imagine what kind of interior he would like you know this Iron Man action figure like of human size one So, yeah, it's cool, though. Like, yeah, yeah, what kind of stuff would he like? I have to kind of put myself in that kind of guy's shoes and walk around for a while. I'm just more impressed that he's, like, 23 and he's building a house. I know. I'm I'm like, you're amazing. Like, yeah, (laughs) he knows his stuff. So, yeah. Wow. Mm. Maybe we should all get into Iron Man. I know. He's literally Iron Man. Yeah, I know. He's building a house for his family they live half overseas half in Melbourne mm. and he looks after his 12 year old sister I'm like oh you're a really cool what guy a champ. yeah he's a really that's nice so cool guy. yeah it's really interesting so tell me about Sasala and you, I mean how how long have you and Phil been working together in the studio and have you at any point had other people working for you as well or does anyone else currently work for you like what sort of team have you yeah, got at the moment question <laughs> something i ask myself every day what are you doing Wait, are you sort of like we need three more people yeah. like yeah. yeah so phil and i have been i've been running this business for about five years mm. um and then i've been teaching at the same time and everything and then about a year ago, we were just like, okay, well, I'm not coping. Mm. This business has just gone like bananas. Mm. Um, you know, I'm getting these great people calling me up. I don't want to say no. Mm. So then Phil came mm. on to the business full time. So he does all of the back end stuff, you know, ordering, quoting, yeah. you know, for new jobs, all the tax stuff, just all that stuff that I don't have to do anymore which is amazing and I can then focus on design hopefully and Mm. the client relationship Mm -hmm. um we have been wondering what we're going to be doing about Mm. staff Mm. and that's part of the reason why we moved to these biggest premises as well Mm. um currently we have like interns Mm. Mm. um you know because I taught Mm. I literally get a student contact every day every week yeah I'm not even joking So um, that's great, but you know, I because I, I taught them, I know their capabilities, and yeah. I know the things that I want a bit a bit beyond, you yeah. know, what their capabilities are. Yeah. So I because I used to work at different architects and stuff, I've got contacts. Mm. So I have <laughs> I have this guy who's an architect. Mm. He finds another twenty hours a week for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. Yeah. He's an absolute legend. You just actually put a whole lot of stuff in Dropbox I've got to look at that um, over the weekend yeah cool so I have a few of those people I've got a, a girl um, I used to work with she moved to Singapore she does my beautiful renderings yeah so on the weekend I open up my emails and I've got all this amazing work in there that's so cool it's really cool um, but we're just like okay 
what are we doing we yeah. need we're on that cusp yeah of what are we going to do we need to have we need to have somebody here that can be like I can say open up that email from such and such and can you just look at that mm. you know I'm doing everything mm. myself mm. so it's a bit much yeah mm. it's really tough especially like you could you could keep growing with people in other countries and other places mm. if you wanted to mm. whereas like growing this Melbourne office all the team together in one place something that matters a lot to you like as a kind of next I not really know. I don't know I don't want to be I don't want to get too big Mm. I want to know all the things that are going on in my projects. Yeah. Like I, I can't get my head around, you know, an office having 24 projects on the go. Yeah. I'm like, how do you know that that tap is what the client told you has ended up in that project mm. until you get there mm. and go, oh no. Mm. Like there's so yeah. many little things that are maybe a control freak or something I didn't really yeah. realize, but maybe. I'm like, how do you keep a track of all that stuff? Yeah. You need to have, you know, I don't want to become a manager. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, I don't know what. Well, that would be Phil's job. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, and he yeah. does does a bit of that. But I guess you, that you know, yeah, I, I guess it would be great to have somebody else that was a bit more senior working with yeah. us. But yeah, we're just gonna see how we go yeah. for a little while. I've got that same sort of problem. Like I, I share an office with a lot of like kind of young like marketing agencies and. I'm the sort of person that has a person who works for me in Russia and I have a person that comes in like part-time in Melbourne, but the other agencies are just kind of grab somebody full-time, add another one, add another one. And they're just growing at this sort of insane rate. And I think the only, the only reason I bring up marketing is that it just seems to happen a lot quicker. It's like a similar way that an architecture design firm scales, but it just happens mm. over an incredibly compa- uh, compressed period of time. Yeah, right. So you get to see them really quickly not having a choice, yeah. but to suddenly work out a way to develop a process for a bigger number of clients and more complicated projects. Yeah, yeah. And it is really, it seems so tough. And I'm not sure whether I, I would be interested in going down that path and I feel like there's so many designers that are at a similar point where they're like Mm. I have people that come in and help me a couple of days a week Mm. and especially with some of those more um, repeatable or or technology based tasks rendering in particular Um, it's also good to have somebody outside who does you know your bookkeeping and all of that stuff so you don't have to worry about that but it's I've, I've never seen really a practice that's right on that point of going I'm about to start delegating design work or yeah. design choices. Yeah. That seems like, how do you cross that I've tried barrier. doing that. I've yeah. tried delegating design and I can't. You just can't. I know the client. Even if the, even if that person was with the client with me, it's like, well, um, I just can't do that yet. Mm. I just maybe haven't found the right person. Mm. Um, yeah, and I wonder how people do it. So again, call mm. me if you know, because mm. I just, I'm just trying to work that out myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the office I worked at in Japan because I brought that up on like oh, three right. podcasts, oh, but that was right. like probably one of the larger offices I've worked in, and the design was 100% delegated from yeah. from the boss. So there was yeah. about 25 people that worked at the in the studio. Yeah. And the boss would be, he would have an initial like A th- one A3 page where he basically sketched the building. Oh. But then their protocol 
So that was like on the wall. And then it was, okay, work. I'll be back at the office in two weeks. Oh my God. But in the meantime, every single staff member has to send me everything they've done in an email at the end of the day. What? And he would be on his iPad basically marking up every... So they, their, their whole process would involve physical models. Every single thing would be physical models wow. and hand drawings. And I think the reason was because it was really easy to quickly produce something that could be sent to oh, him okay. to, be, to be marked up. Mm. He would get sent back and then it would get worked on the following day with kind of corrections and mm. those sorts of things. Mm. But it sort of seems like the way that you actually do it is by deeply communicating with whoever's working in your team because yeah, i guess it's yeah. like it's cool to have somebody and to share to carry that load with you of all those design choices if you've got a lot of different projects mm. but it's still like how do you then go to england for like four weeks yeah it's like that yeah. communication thing is so tough especially when it comes to something visual and yeah and it's so time consuming sometimes mm. i'm like okay i've just spent all this time putting together a package mm. so somebody can do this and i would have just done it myself mm. but that's just me thinking small I think I think I just mm. need to think a bit bigger mm. but I don't know if I really want to be a big practice with like a lot of people don't know <laughs> don't know it must just be like a mentality shift where and I've kind of felt it sometimes like delegating certain jobs to like a copywriter on my team who is an amazing writer yeah. so to do things like blog posts yeah and, but the, the final product, I'm never going to, I'm never going to read it and think that's exactly what I would have written. Yeah, yeah. It's never going to be what I would have no. written. It's always going to be different, but well, I just have to like talk to the client and go, yeah, she's she, as good as it gets. Yeah, like, it's good. Yeah. And I would, I wouldn't have done it the exact same way, but yeah. it doesn't, it's still excellent. Well, like, I guess like with some of the contractors that I've got now, yeah. they do what I can do, but better. Yeah. So that's what I want. Yeah. I want people that can do what you better, do, better than what I can do. So then even if you go, I would have done it differently, yeah. you can still go, but it's better. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I guess like, like I, that's the only thing though with, with design yeah. and with like the overall look and feel and stuff. I think that's what I've realized. That's only something that I can really do because mm. I've i met the client, maybe I've, whatever it yeah. might be. Yeah. But it's those tasks, like other tasks like, you know, create a beautiful rendering. Yeah. Like my friend yeah laura who's moved to singapore she does that a million times better than what yeah. i can do and my other friend who's an architect his drawings he does them 10 times faster than me and they're amazing <laughs> yeah you know so why wouldn't <laughs> I, yeah i always see that as being like a real big turning point when people start outsourcing their drafting yeah like yeah. to someone who is just incredibly good at it yeah and then you realize like why were we doing that? Yeah. Like, well, we're I so mean, much slower. This guy does it all day yeah. in his office Loves as it. an architect, mm. whereas I don't do it all day anymore. Mm. And I do enjoy doing it. Mm, so mm, that's mm, the thing. Mm, as well, some of them giving up things that I actually yeah. enjoy doing myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> that's true. I guess like, yeah, I don't know. Is the only alternative like you, like what, what motivates you to grow? Like, is it just kind of, seeing so many good opportunities coming from different leads and inquiries and going like, you know that you seem like really interesting people and I'd love to work on your project. And then just kind of having to take it on. Yeah. Um, is that why you've been yeah. pushing on yep. the limits a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Opportunities come to our door. Mm. Some of them, you know, I might, might not be the right fit for us. Mm. So I try to work that out pretty quickly mm. rather than make something happen. That's just not supposed to happen. Mm. 
Um, so it does mean having to say no, which has been a bit of a learning curve as well, and not just taking on everything that comes through the door. Um, but yeah, when we when we meet someone and we're like, oh, we seem like we're going to work together really well, well, then we'll just find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever sort of postpone it a little bit and go, what's your kind of time frame, yeah. like maybe a month or two yeah. from now? Exactly. So that sort of thing can yeah. happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So if, you know, we'll just have to let them know mm. we won't be able to start on this for four to six weeks. Is that okay? Mm. Are you mm. in a hurry? Mm. Um, yeah, because there's only so much you can do in a day yeah. <laughs> and night. Yeah. <laughs> I have a total question about where your work or where those leads and opportunities comes from and and the reason I'm so interested in where it happens for Sasala is because unlike a lot of studios I feel like you guys are active on magazines your website Instagram house like there's a number of different places (laughs) you're actually experimenting with lots of different channels so Yeah. yeah could you like rank for me just just kind of gut feeling what has been the strongest for you and then down to like the weakest kind of um probably gonna like that but instagram yeah if i get a client through instagram i'm really happy because Mm. i know that they are liking the same stuff i'm liking visually so that's that aesthetic we might share a similar aesthetic that is going to make the whole process a lot easier Mm. um Facebook. I've had a few inquiries of Facebook, but not really. Mm. Um, I think they were more based on price. Mm. I don't use Facebook that much. Mm. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned before, referrals aren't that as great as what. Not they're, what they're cracked up to be. No, not mm. for us anyway. Because mm. I might have worked with a fantastic client, and we just got along really well, and the outcome was fantastic. So they're like telling all their friends, "Oh, I use this designer. She's so great." And I meet the friend. I'm like oh what what color do you want that to be oh okay Mm, that's interesting we're not going to get along (laughs) like we've got a totally different aesthetic even though there yeah it was a referral um google um you know we sort of looked into ranking number one on google Mm. and um i just don't i just don't want to compete on first page Mm, mm, like mm. Um, I just think people are just, it's, um, a good way for somebody just to get a quick education of who are the interior designers in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't compete on price with some of the ones that are putting ads on there. Like Mm. they're, they're just Mm. a designer that is the cheapest in town. Mm. I don't want to compete on that. That's Mm. not where my mm, clients mm. are. They've oh, yeah, so talking specifically about, like, AdWords or AdWords, something like that. people that are yeah. competing, you know, people that are on AdWords and mm. stuff. And then there's the top interior designers. Well, I can tell that they're paying money to yeah. be on the top. Yeah. And I just, you know, I can't... They're, like, the best designers in Melbourne. Mm. I, I'm kind of surprised that they feel like they need to be on number one because their work's already amazing. So you mean you're, you're, you're finding them basically running, like, sponsored sponsored search results so they're running adwords or do you mean that no, they're coming up number one up number one they're so, you, so you're thinking they're well you mean that they're paying for like seo services yeah, potentially SEO. yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah that's and that's the only way to be number one you have to pay for interior design i think you do really yeah maybe because they they pay for an seo service mm. um and you can tell in their backlinks 
that they're mm. not real websites. Mm. So you've been looking I've at their I've like looked into it quite in depth. I love that. I love <laughs> that. You've been on like Moz or Ahrefs or something yeah, and looked up I their backlinks. The, the name of it. Um, yeah. But when these guys call, cold call me, I'm like, tell me what you know. Tell me what you do. Mm. And then I'll go and do that. Mm. And we've boosted our rankings by our mm. headings on our website. Mm. But I think I'm on page three and I'm fine with that because mm. I don't I don't want to be the first person that somebody calls up. And they're going to, yeah, it's just not, I just don't think I find a good quality client through mm. Google. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess like the magazines and stuff, it it's not as if somebody's flipping through a magazine and goes, I love that. What's their phone number? I'm going to find out. <laughs> but I think it just... I love how magazines are like... You've come to them after AdWords and SEO, like they're low, well, they're low for you. I don't think that's where people, I don't, sorry, I wasn't really going in the right order, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if people, um, you know, find a client through that, but it really gives you credibility. Mm. So, mm. Um, you know, I have invested time to try to get my work out there in yeah. magazines because yeah. I think, and a few clients are like, oh, I saw that article um, in the domain thing, like a lift out in the age. Yeah. I saw that you were quoted in that last weekend and they think that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah they think oh well my designer's been you know yeah talking in the age yeah. about laundries or <laughs> something <laughs> random like that but talking in the age yeah so. that's cool it's like that it's just social proof on your website i think yeah. like you've got the press section pretty pretty prominent yeah, as well try to like it definitely it. helps <laughs> how are we doing for time by the way i don't know oh my god we're up to 52 minutes <laughs> That's good. But no, it's interesting hearing about where work kind of, where it comes from. But as always, um, you're thinking quite quite a lot about the quality of the leads that you're getting. Yeah. Um, how far do you kind of go with somebody when they kind of email you out of nowhere? What do you What do you do next to kind of find out whether they're... Hmm. Do you... I like to call them mm. um, because I try to... I th- sort of think that when somebody is contacting an interior designer, they think, oh you know is she posh or is this mm. like you know is she like a just... personal shopper yeah what do they do what yeah. do they charge i've got absolutely no idea because yeah. it's not something you do every day no so i try to get on the phone and just just have a chat to them and just try to be approachable and mm. just figure out what it is that they need yeah sometimes they don't really know that as well because mm. um, matching up what they need and what I provide, you know, what designers mm. do their design process, it's totally foreign mm. to a client that's never worked with a designer before. Mm. They just don't know how it works. And I don't blame them. Um, but I do insist on following my design process, process and I try to explain what that is in a really um, approachable way. Mm. Um, so how do you do that? How do you explain well, your process? Well, I just, I just say, um, you know, it'd be really great to meet you and maybe we could have a chat about what it is that you're sort of looking for and, you know, what are you doing in your house? Um, and so I'd, I'd meet with you and I'd try to, you know, get your brief. And when I've got your brief, we'll send you through a quotation. So, you know, it will list out our design fees. Um, and in the first stage we um, try to capture the look and the feel of what it is that you want so we can you know aim for that end result Mm. um and that's called schematic design and then this so i really try to explain it really sort of simply Mm. and you know we'll we'll, um we'll create some 
you know, some sketches and some drawings so you can really visualize what that space mm. is going to mm. look like. Mm. Um, and then the next stage, we develop that design further, so in more detail, and we'll talk about what the actual tap is. And, you know, we try to explain, mm. instead yeah. of saying yeah. we do a schedule of finishes and fixtures, they're like, what the <laughs> hell is that? You know, so you have yeah. to, yeah. So, you know, some, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, you know, um, I just want to explain it simply, you know, take the design, speak out of it a little bit. Mm. Um, and then, you know, when they do get that that quotation from us, it is explained in a way which I think is very clear. Mm. This is what you get and this is how much it costs. Mm. So I'm not a designer that likes to work on an hourly rate. Mm. And I know a lot of designers love that because when they've spent the time and the client's like, whoa, too much. It's like, well, that's what you pay for. That's what you get. Mm. That's how much time it takes. But I just find that's really up in the air because yeah. they don't actually know what they're going to get for that time. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I like. So how do you, how do, you do it? Um, well, I guess now I have... Um, I know how long things are going to take. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's a bit easier. Yeah. And I know with my contractors like you know how much they will charge yeah. for the documentation yeah. for instance um so it's basically just like a lump sum you just go yeah. it's going to be this much kind of like an hourly rate without saying it's an hourly rate. yeah exactly yeah exactly because it's like why why bring hours into it at all well, i mean yeah i mean it depends what does it what does it mean to them like their concept mm. of what you do in an hour is yeah. anyone's guess yeah well i guess some people are just like i just want to um, I'm renovating my bathroom. I just need to choose tiles. So can we meet for at a tile place? Mm. Okay, well then that's you know two hours of my time in there. No, but mm. I can't work like that mm. because I don't know what your brief is. I don't know what the space is like. Mm. I don't know what kind of tapware you've chosen. Like mm. I can't just choose a tile. Mm. So mm. that's something that the general public find that a bit hard to understand. They're like, why can't you just come with me and choose a tile with me? Mm. So that's why I'm doing these workshops mm. just to explain that it's not just a choose a tile thing. Just choose a tile. Mm. And I'm like, well, what's the bench top? Oh, we haven't really chosen that. Oh, have you got the bath? No, no. So where is the bath going to go? Oh, I don't really know yet. So it's not just choose a tile mm. then. It's actually the whole bathroom. We don't really know. But they don't realize that. So, yeah. Mm. It's like, that's almost what the person in, that's almost what the person in the shop should be. Yeah. Helping them well, choose a right. tile. Yeah. That's not what no, <laughs> that's not that's your not job. What, that's not what I want to do. No. So that's not satisfying for me because, yeah, I don't get that design input out there. It's yeah. really hard for me to work by the hour because I don't know anything about you, the space, yeah. the site, the context, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I find that really frustrating. So you talk about all of that when you first talk to somebody on the phone, for example. Like you, you, you explain that that's how the whole thing works at the very beginning. I guess so. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I guess, you know, when they, when they would ask me, I'm like, so who lives in the house with you? And, you know, do you have children? Where is the house? You know, all those kind of questions. But mm. yeah, just in a pretty casual way, I guess. It's mm. really cool. Mm. Lauren, I feel like we're good to go for today. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> I it was too boring. No, no, not too boring <laughs> at all. It's been really cool coming to see you. I think actually... Yeah, I feel really, I feel really good about that show. Oh, good. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. Like, I feel, I feel like you're actually putting so much. I don't know. 
thinking so much about the clients mm. and what their experience is like. Mm. It's not like there is that bit where you're like, you know, I, I want to do things a certain way, which yeah. makes total sense. But a lot of it, you, you're going like, you know, I think the clients understand it in this way and this is how I can be the most helpful to them. Well, yeah. And you have to, like, I want to provide a great service. Yeah. And you've got to understand how your client, how they shop as well. Mm. You know, if I'm giving them a beautiful render and they can picture it, then they're on board. And we're going to get all that stuff through in the project. Mm. But some people don't really need that. So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Dave.